Welcome to the Struggling Pastor Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. This podcast is a recording of a real conversation between two friends who happen uh, to be struggling pastors. Um, hey, Israel, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I just got back from a little vacation, so I'm extra good. Rested up. Uh, yeah. Good time with the family. Give us, uh, give us a little update. You, uh, you spent a, a week or, or so in Hawaii. Give us an yeah. update. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's, um, we spent five days in Maui. And uh, the cool thing about that was there was just a lot of other people that helped us do it. You know, in in ministry, I mean, we really didn't have the dollars to make that happen. But a lot of people came together to help us do a trip like that, um, which was just so cool. Our kids are teenagers. And we just, you know, went to the island, we snorkeled and um, other people paid for our airfare and our, our place to stay and our, you know, the Jeep that we rented. And so it was just a time to unplug and so cool, so fun with the family uh, and just have time to lay on the beach and just do nothing and just enjoy each other. So great time. So I'm doing That's awesome. good. That's awesome. <laughs> Last week we talked about uh, about recharging and you were prepping for this. And how, how do you feel? You feel like you you recharged or you feel like you uh was a lot, yeah. a lot of work oh um, man no more I, tired no 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 i'm not more tired now we definitely um we de- definitely ran around and we saw stuff you know there's like the road to hana there and there's plenty of water things you can do and uh but i feel real recharged i feel rested i was i feel great i was reminded my goodness i have to keep working at rest working to rest. And sometimes, you know, there's seasons where I'm pretty good at it. And there's plenty of seasons where I just am not. And I, this trip reminded me that I have to just keep reevaluating that and making that better in my life. For me, for obedience sake to Jesus, you know, it just, uh, for my own physical well-being. So, um, but yeah, I feel recharged. Yeah. Did your, um, did your pigment impaired children get uh, sunburned? <laughs> um, no, no. You know what? None of us got sunburned because I don't know why we sunscreened it up. Although, you know, in Hawaii, they really don't like the spray sunscreen. Just so you know, kills the coral. Not good. You don't want to be that guy. But, um, but no, we, we were fine. Now they, they're, they're tan. They, they, they swim and play water polo. So they, they do better than me. I'm the one that's in most danger. So, but I was good. I was good. Man. Man, your Mexican DNA or uh, isn't helping you. It's not. You're half, it's not. You're half Mexican DNA. It's not enough. <laughs> um, well, how about you, man? How you doing? Uh, well, there's there's been a lot of uh, kind of craziness um, going on at uh, the Doan family house. Um, we are well, we were uh, while you were on the beach um, having a great old time. We we were displaced from our home. Uh, we had a we had a little uh, plumbing incident at the at our house and and uh, you know contractors came and ripped out the walls, ripped out the floors, uh-huh. and things like that. No. And they, um, it's our, it's you know we rent we rent our house, so um, but they found uh, asbestos in the uh, drywall and they kicked us out for a while. So we were with the in laws sleeping. Oh yeah. Uh, sleeping on the couch, uh, or, well, mainly, uh, I was, kids had rooms, but I was sleeping on the couch. And You're then, the dad, uh, dude. You're the dad. Yeah, yeah. And then they, you know, they, they, they live a little bit of ways away. So waking up early, taking the kids to school was, was kind of a, 
that was the hard part but uh yeah we're back i mean we're back in the house right now but um it's still uh work is still being done and and it's just crazy so it is yeah so it's it's a little frustrating small things you know yeah yeah it's you know it can be a disaster man it can be really rough yeah um well um man i'm glad you guys are recovering (laughs) from So what what we do with the podcast is we take turns asking each other questions, and so uh, Israel, it's it's your week, your uh, your uh, turn to ask me a question. So what do you got for me? All right. So um, hey, look, let me let me just preface this um, with a conversation I had with um, with a with a good friend just last week. I he he his mother passed away, so he, his name's um, um, Joaquin Garcia, and he pastors a church, disciple church in Whittier. And his mom just passed away. And, um, you know, I still, you know, I've been away for a few days. So I had just a quick moment just to just try to encourage him and pray for him. And I know things get crazy when when life hits you like that. It hits us all. But he was dealing with grief, I'm sure. And it just made me, it reminded me of my own mortality and also the grief that I've experienced in my own life. And so I wanted to ask you, Tian, like, how do you handle grief? Hmm. How do I handle grief uh, personally or like how do you help people walk through it? Or I'm thinking both. I, 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 you know, I was curious about you personally, but then I also, man, I wanted to jump right into some uh, sub question, which is really kind of how, how do you, you know, being a pastor, you know, that's where we're going, man. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you help walk others through it? It happens yeah. all the time. You know, it's part of life. Um, yeah. So well, so. this uh, this question um, is well. This whole area was something that I I I I, I, d- I couldn't do or didn't do well at for a very very long time. Mm. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not like shepherding isn't my my number one thing. And walking uh, people through their grief process, I I wasn't good at it at all. And the reason Mm. why was I I didn't know how to process my own grief. And, um, but, uh, you know, that's actually an area that God has has Mm. been growing me in. And, uh, you you know, my, my, my mom passed away about, uh, Mm. actually it's going to be three years. Uh, hard to believe it's, it's that quick, but, uh, three years, um, coming, uh, in, um, she, she passed away, um, uh, May or I mean June between June and July. Yeah. I think she passed away end of June three years ago, but her funeral was in July. Mm-hmm. But um, you know she um, she lived with us for about a year and a half before she died, mm-hmm. and she she had a, a degenerative uh, you know terminal uh, condition, uh, and we knew it was coming. So we had some we had time to prepare for it, and it was um, you know God um, is just amazing that. He, uh, like he knew exactly how much we could handle and how much mm. was too much. Yeah. But, uh, well, that uh, is a lot to handle. You know, I mean, this, this, this does come our way. I think of family, they, they grow older, we grow older and, um, just caring, providing care. And when someone comes into your home, that's a whole, um, man, yeah. just a challenge for, you know, for you, the child, the grown up child for, yeah for them, for the parent, and also for children, grandchildren that are in the house and just all of life that's going on. Um, man, uh, how did you guys, uh, how, how did that go? 
Yeah, it was rough. Um, it was probably the roughest year and a half of, uh, of our marriage. And mainly it wasn't just the taking care of her uh, part. You know, um, we had some help. We, we, you know, we hired a, a, a nurse, uh, to take care of her, you know, um, yeah. but, uh, it was the emotional strain because, um, my, my mom and I didn't have a good relationship at that time. You know, she was yeah. out of my life and I had, I held a, a lot of bitterness and resentment towards her for, for, you know, things that happened in childhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is why I say that God knew how much we can handle. Cause I actually, I needed that time to, mm-hmm. to process. I needed that time for her and I to, to work through our, our relationship and God really did something amazing. But, but as we're just talking about grief wise, mm-hmm. I, I would say for me, um, you know, I have a whole different, a whole different perspective on grief now. And I think before it, you know, it, it was like more theoretical and theological. You're like, Hey, yeah, you know, sure. you know, why grieve? Why grieve? You know, the, let me give you some Bible verses, you know, uh, oh, um, man. You know Romans 8, 18, yeah. you know, for, for we consider that our present sufferings mm-hmm. are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. I'm like, Hey, just cheer up. It's going to get better. You know, think about Jesus, think yeah. about, you know, right. and, and look at Joseph. He turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Grief, you know, like, 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 um, so I have a totally different perspective having having gone through it um, and having to deal with it. And and for me, I think I was just really immature in the sense that I didn't know how to um, feel deeply and allow myself yeah. to feel deeply. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think in general, it would be uh, giving someone the the space to really really um, grieve and to and to express that and to miss that emotion because it, when when a person is dealing with things like you know the longer you 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 if you don't grieve well if, if you um, you know stay busy or if you stuff it you pretend sure. that it doesn't hurt um, yeah. you actually never really deal with things and uh, it, it that. Grie- you're going to grieve so much longer if you never um, get it out. So, so I I look at grieving today as you know a part of you know the reason yeah. you grieve is because you lost something that so that meant something to you. Because if you didn't grieve, it meant like it didn't matter. So, so yeah. the process of grief is just saying I you know I miss this person. I um, so I would actually. Um, you know, having gone, gone through it myself and yeah. I would actually, now I have a different perspective. My role in a person's life is like to help them, um, help them say, say goodbye, help them honor that person to say, yeah. you know, I really miss, I, I miss you. You made a, uh, um, you know, an important, mm-hmm. you know, uh, impact in my life and to really express those things. Um, the, the, one of the things that got me through it was, was writing, you know, I, I, you know, I wrote a lot during that time. I had some journals and, you know, I'm actually thinking, I'm actually working through the process of, of potentially turning, um, my thoughts into a memoir, uh, of that time because, because God actually did some wow. amazing things in my relationship with my mom, you know, I didn't uh, know that. I didn't know you yeah. were going to, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that either. I was just writing out my feelings because, because, um, if, you know, if I don't write it down, I, I, I don't, I can't, that's how I process things. Yeah. Uh, especially deeper feelings. Um, yeah. So I process by writing. So um, 
you know, I would help a person just just go through that. And, and if you know the Kubler-Ross, you know, the stages of grief, you know, people, there's going to be sadness, there's going to be anger, there's going to be denial, there's going to be, di- you know, different yeah. different parts of that. And, it, you know, it's okay. It It's okay. And it's healthy. And I think our goal is not to, you know, sadness, there's, you know, it's okay to be sad. I, yeah. you know, I used to not, yeah. I used to be like the super positive person to say, Hey, like why, you know, as if sadness was something wrong, but it's yeah. like, it's okay to be sad. Sad actually means that there's something that you lost that mattered. And to, so I, I would really say, like I, I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, when you're sad, tell people you're, you're honoring that person. Right. You're honoring that person when you're sad, when you, when you miss yeah. them. It's not that there's it's it's not this isn't something wrong. Yep. And I would say just to sit with the person, you know, if, if uh-huh. and like if there's another person there, just to sit with that person and and just to to look at them and to say, you know what, you know, I um, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but but I, I went through something similar and, you know, I understand you know, yeah. there's that, that, that sympathy, you know, that like, I, I've been something, I've been through something similar and it's kind of like, you know, uh, war vets, you know, war veterans, yeah. like they look at each other with like a, a knowing look and they're totally. like, yeah, you, you know like, what I've gone through. Right? We, we get it. We get yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to say much, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the people who haven't gone through it and they feel really uncomfortable. And I really, I, I really was that type of person. And mm-hmm. I could tell, now having gone through it um my shepherding and you know when i i you know when i um you know it's interesting i i love i i used to hate doing funerals i love doing funerals now yeah because you, you actually get a chance to to yeah. to meet with people when when it's real and it's raw and you get to love on people uh-huh. in a really important time they let you in in their worst moment you know I- and it's just such an honor to, to be it there. It, it and, is. and also, especially if, if they're, you know, grieving the loss of, of, of a loved one who, you know, lived their life well, they serve Jesus and, you know, they're going, they're going to heaven and everyone knows that it's just like, it's like, it's such a good time of celebration. Like, even though they're, people are, are, um, being missed, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, 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 the, the first church that, uh, we started, um, Hey, by the way, real quick, you know what you reminded me of just uh, don't lose that thought, thought yeah. Ian, but uh, going back, it's such a young pastor's problem to not know how to deal with the grief and loss that the people you're shepherding are going through. Right. Or to not like doing memorial services. And yet it's such a, it's a significant part of, of life. You know, we, people come, they come into the world and, and they leave, <laughs> Yeah. you know, until Jesus returns. I mean, we're, we're going out in the dirt, you know? Um, and so now we have this great hope, but man, they're, it's, it stings. The Bible yeah. talks about this. It's stinging. It's hard. Um, people deal with it. it man, so go on, take us. What was yeah, that? No, I, I, I love, uh, this might sound kind of weird and jaded, but I, I prefer funerals to weddings any day of the week, man. Like weddings, yeah. like, uh, like it's weird because weddings supposed to be a celebration, but like, you know, like 
at a wedding, you know, those two people, those two young people, starry eyed young people, they, they're, oh, they're standing yeah. up and they're saying promises to each other that they don't, they have no idea what those words Not mean. Not a clue. Not right? a clue. <laughs> like, like they're, they're saying, you know, uh, to, to have and to hold, to cherish and whatever yeah. sickness and in health, you know, better or for us. Yep. Man, they, these young people, they can't even keep a two year cell phone contract, you know, right. They don't even know how to do that. <laughs> And you're standing there, you're, you're, you're pretending that, oh, yeah, yeah. this is there, you know, and it's like, wow, like, like youthful ignorance. Um, but but there's something about doing a funeral, uh, especially of a a godly Christian person that lived their life well. And mm-hmm. people are there, even though they miss them, people there are celebrating, you know, like, hey, this person made an impact. I say like, that's just so inspiring. And I believe it honors God. But yeah. um, anyways, I, I was saying earlier, um, my first church was um, half uh, African-American. It was in a, in a inner city neighborhood in, in downtown mm. Long Beach. And funerals there are different, right? Mm. Funerals there. I didn't realize this. And okay. um, uh, I've done one in Long Beach, too, but man. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's different in, in, in the black church. Um, it's supposed to be like a big celebration and and. Um, I remember, um, it was a person that I was really close with a church member, um, really, really close with her. And, you know, she sang in the choir. I mean, she sang in the church and, and, you know, I, I used to, she used to, um, lead, uh, uh, I used to lead the small group that she hosted in her home. We're really, really close. Yeah. And when I did her funeral, I, you know, I actually, as the pastor, I cried. And yeah. that really, I just said, I miss her. And, and I wasn't supposed to do that. Apparently I was supposed to just like show all, um, you know, all oh, happy, joy happy joy that yeah. she's in a better place. I, you know, and I, I preached the gospel. I said, she's in a better place, but you know, for some of us we're you know, we're grieving and we're going to miss her, you know, we're going to miss her singing. Yeah. We're going to miss her presence. And some of the family members didn't like that, that, that the pastor isn't supposed to, show any weakness in that interesting area. that is so yeah. and yet and yet it's not it's you know i mean i think it's challenging maybe it's a whole other subject but lament is okay oh yeah lament is all throughout the bible jesus i mean wept over the city jesus wept over the death of his good friend yeah Lazarus. yeah i mean well i, yeah. I want to hear from you in a, in a second but you, you bring up that subject of lament uh, I read a book. Um, I don't know if I told you about this book. It's like one of my one of the deepest books that I've read. It's about lament. It's called uh, "A Sacred Sorrow" by Michael Card. Okay. You know, Michael Card. He's a he's a singer, but he's also he's also you know he, he's a theologian. Um, and he wrote this book called "A Sacred Sorrow," and I just it was just amazing. And he talked about like half the Psalms, half the Psalms in the Bible are Psalms of lament, and. Yeah the idea of lamenting is, is, is biblical, but, um, he studied the Psalms of lament in the Bible and there's this pattern, you know, the pattern of the Psalms of lament are, are, you know, God, where were you? How long, O Lord, will you forget me Uh forever? Are you going to let my enemies triumph over me? You know, where were you God? Like it goes that way, but then they all end with, but I will trust in you that mm. your right hand always holds me or, you know, it always turns. There's this turning. But but it first starts with lament that you actually have yeah. to go to God. And, and the reason why and, and I think this is a biblical concept is like yeah. lament is the is a seed or proof that you have hope because a, a hopeless person does not lament, because if you're completely hopeless, why? Why do you complain? Right. 
So uh, so it's it's Christian. It is worshipful yeah. to lament because you're saying, God, I don't know. It's not supposed to be this way. It, I thought things were, yeah. you know, and because you have this hope, you have this yeah. hope that you're holding on to and your hope of of, of heaven doesn't match uh, yeah. up with the reality of what you're going through. Totally. But, and, yeah. so, and that pattern, that pattern just screams out, you know, fall and it takes you on a journey of the grief of the fall to being reconciled to God and trusting in him and then in, in the hope, you know, that we have in, in the goodness of the gospel and in Christ himself. I mean, that's what it sounds like as I yeah, even think. Yeah. Through, yeah. Like, it's a great book. I, I recommend it. I, I, I was, uh, I was reading it when I was dealing with my mom's death and there were times I just had to put it down because it was just too deep. You know, it just kind of, you know, when the Bible's explained to you, it kind of cuts to your heart. And, it, and it so, just to say that like lamenting, um, like of all the psalms of lament, I think I think he said that there was only one psalm that didn't make that turn, but all the other psalms of lament, it, 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 it became positive yeah. at the end. It, it turned into praise, and, and I think that's you know to say let's take our pain and turn it into praise. To say, you know, when we say God, I am sad. When God, I you know, it's yeah. It's a statement of faith. It's a statement yeah. of faith. It's a statement of, of belief where we're saying, we, God, we, we actually believe you have a better plan. So there's that already not yet that, you know, mm-hmm. we, we believe that thing that you have it, but we're not experiencing all your, you know, all your plan right now. So, and I, man, man, and I think like if when we're, when we come to a point of uh, recognizing our sin and confession, there's going to be a road to lament uh, uh, and not just, Oh, I was caught, but Oh man, I've grieved uh, the, the God of heaven, you know, and uh, um, I need his grace. And then yep. to just go toward that, that gospel assurance of. Uh, yeah. His, modern, yeah. modern evangelical Christianity isn't good about, about this. It's all about, you know, it's all about victory now, your best life now, blessings today. You know, all, it's all about that. You, can, you know, yeah, you pray yeah. the prayer of Jabez and next week you'll get a Rolls Royce or something. You know, it's like like right. we have this expectation of earthly blessings and there's no yeah. place for there's no place for lament. Like 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 what is reality? What is what does grieving look like if you're a Christian in in China or in Syria or or, you know, like what is, yeah. you know. Uh, like what, mm. what, what does it look like? So I don't know, but well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, like, um, man, that, that is good stuff. I, I'm thinking of now I'm thinking of people that, that are, they have the loss of a loved one, but how do you, how do you pastor someone who hasn't had the opportunity to say goodbye? You know, you mentioned, I think earlier you mentioned, look, kind of walking people through the, that, that saying goodbye. Now, not everyone gets that. I mean, my, uh, you know, my, my father, my mom's alive, which is great. They're both they both, my dad was a Christian. He, he, he's now in the presence of the Lord. And my mom is a Christian. She's alive. But my dad died more than 10 years ago. And man, I, I think one of the things that, that, was, that was hard for me in, in the immediate was I really didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't get to have that last conversation. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, how, you know, I wanted to say goodbye. And he died very suddenly. So for you, how, how have you shepherded, you know, as a pastor, how have you shepherded people um that they don't get that you know i mean it's a great opportunity some some um some opportunities like that are very difficult and painful because it can be slow and because death is death is awful 
you know, and it can be very slow. It can be very painful for everyone. Um, but getting the opportunity to say goodbye is a great gift. Um, how do you shepherd people where they don't get that opportunity to say goodbye? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think of it as like, when you think about grief, you, you, you lost something, right? Um, whether, whatever it is, grief is losing something that you love, um, something that was uh-huh. important to you. Like whether if it's like loss of opportunity, loss of, you know, childhood, loss of innocence, loss, you know, like, you, you know, you're grieving something, yeah. uh, loss of a relationship, you know, loss of, uh, of hope or, or, or a dream that you had, it's all loss, right? It's, it's, sure. and so you, 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 you lost that opportunity to say goodbye, but it's saying, yeah, it, you, you lost it. Like, like that's, you, you're not, there's not going to be replacement, but, but you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay. And it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad about it. And, you know, yeah. um, in my opinion, telling the person it's okay to feel what you feel. Um, you're, there's no right or wrong. You're, you're feeling something because, because God made you the way you are. Like, that's what emotions are. Like, like you're not controlling your emotions, you know? So, so you feel what you feel. And, and if you let a person feel what they feel, um, you know, if, if you understand the, the, the stages of grief, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna feel sad or depressed the whole time. You know, it might be that it might lead to a different stage of anger or whatever, you know, a different stage. But but um, it's okay. And the longer you fight against that loss of feeling what you're what you're meant to feel, the longer Mm -hmm. that process, uh, you know, it's going to stay with you. Um, Like, you know, I have like my my brothers. um, I have I have four brothers and, and, you know, a couple of them, um, they don't realize it, but they're still grieving because they didn't. You know, they didn't mm. get a chance to say goodbye and they didn't yeah. uh, talk about their emotions and about whatever all these other things ha- happen. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so interesting when my uh, uh, three years later after my father died, I have a younger brother as well. And we, we, we process, I mean, you know, when you have family, you can see that you process things differently. My brother's a Christian as well. So is his household. But we both, we process things differently. I tend to, man, just talk about my feelings and I'm not saying I, I process things perfectly at all. In, in fact, I, I, I certainly have had, I think, uh, a string of maybe processing things too quickly, not taking the time that, that's needed to process loss and grief. So I tend to recover fast, but I, but I do tend to like process and talk and, um, and talk with my wife and friends and you know just say how I'm doing, what I think, what I feel. And, and my brother is very different from me. He's very, you know, things tend to stay internal. And so three years later, he, he called me and said, hey, look, I was surfing with my family. We were camping on the beach and, you know, we went in and whatever, the RV, just, just hang out and play some dominoes or whatever. And was just kind of talking about dad. And I just broke down and just uncontrollably wept. And he's like, I realized I wasn't done processing the loss of dad. And I thought, man, that, that was, it was really, it was eye-opening and fascinating to me. I thought it's amazing. It's just not you're not done right away. I think also just giving people the time and the space that they need. It, it could take years. Um, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully the recovery is, is faster and, and healthy. But it can take it can take some time. I just, and so that just really struck me. That was insightful for me just to you know be talking to my brother through that and him say those things. I was like, wow, that is 
so fat. He's like, man, I, I just like, I kind of think it's bottled up, you know? I thought I was done, but I wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, man, well, good words, Tian. Uh, I really, I really appreciate yeah. it. Well, what, what about you? Anything, anything you would say to, to a uh, pastor, um, you know, yeah. helping people through this? Yeah, no, I, I think one of the main things that, you know, one of the things that I learned from another pastor that I was working under was <laughs> you really have to be careful not to neglect or not to, um, not to neglect and not to forget people's pain and loss. Um, and you have to acknowledge it and be as a shepherd, I think you have to be mindful of it. Um, I, I totally, I have a lot of priests in me. I, you know, I sympathize with other people and I really, I really care and I don't want to help, but you know, in ministry, you just have all these things going and you have all these, these people you're trying to shepherd and they're all dealing with loss and things very differently. And you know, they're going to pick which one is like the big zinger for him. For, for them, you know, and I, I just remember uh, um, when I first discovered this, I had someone in our church that they were just really mad at me because they, I, I, I didn't call them right away. And I, now, man, to my, to my, you know, credit, I, I was like in the wilderness. There was no phone service or anything. I was with a group. Of, I was, I'd taken a bunch of other families, like on a, whatever, a trip. It was a ministry trip. And I came back and couldn't, I called, called this person, but for them, it wasn't soon enough. And and that's going to happen in ministry, but I I was reminded you know I reminded that you you really have to just be mindful of their their loss because they, they don't know what to do and they might even get kind of you know just crazy <laughs> in their unhealth you know but they're but they also know they're they're struggling they're struggling with loss and they don't know what to do and they they'll need shepherding that time so I think being mindful as a pastor and not neglecting it you can get tied up in all the busyness of ministry. And all the things that just need to get done, and you you got to pause. Um, and I think uh, not every pastor is going to be as strong at, in the shepherding skills, um, but you got to you got to be mindful of people's loss and grief. Um, it's really significant to them. I mean, I, re- I I just remember Jesus' interaction with uh, Martha and Mary. You know, when uh, when uh, their brother died, you know, you look at their response, and their response really struck me. You know, they, they you know. One's like really upset, you know, if you just were here, you know, and I, I think on one hand, you're, you should expect kind of a, there's, it's a, it's a difficult situation for people. They can be a little difficult, snippy. They're going to be, you know, yeah. their unhealth might come out, but in the midst of that, you're, you're trying to care for them and help them well, and, and that, serve them. That story you bring up is, I think that is the example because, um, you know, Mary and Martha, if you look at that text, they they literally both say the exact same thing. Uh, Lord, if you uh, had been here, my my brother wouldn't have died. You know, Martha says it with anger and and she's ticked off and there's resentment. Yeah, right. And then right. And then Mary says it with tears. Right. Uh, Lord, yeah. if you only if you uh, if you've only been here, my uh, brother would not have died. And the yeah. amazing thing was, was it says, you know, Mary wept and it says Jesus wept, right? Yeah. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. Uh, Jesus wept two words. And the crazy thing is like, why, why did he weep? Because five minutes later, he was going to raise the guy from the, from the, from, from death, right? He, he could have just said, yeah. he could have said, Mary, stop crying. Like, I'm going to fix it. All right. Like, that's what I would have done. Right? Oh, totally. That's like, but he didn't. He wasn't weeping. You notice he wasn't weeping yeah. for the loss of Lazarus. He was weeping because yeah. 
Mary was weeping, right? Yeah. Now, now, yep. now, Martha wasn't, you know, Martha wasn't weeping. She, he was angry. So Lord, you know, he, he, he talked to her theologically, like, Hey, I'm the resurrection and life. Don't worry about this stuff. Right. So, yeah. so, but, but, but with, with Mary, he started weeping for her. Um, not because of the situation, but he, he felt what she felt. So there's an example of sympathy and I don't know the, the, the mo- more that you can do, like there's a ministry of presence, you know, mm-hmm. like I used to hate and, and, and it's not something that is, well, I, I, I used to hate and um, not value and feel very uncomfortable with, with sitting with people when they're grieving, but having gone yeah. through it myself, I, I see the importance of it, you know, yeah. of, of just like, yep. hey, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, there's no words. I'm just going to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fix it. I just want to be here because I want to show you that, that I care about you. Right. Yeah. And, and I think even also in doing funerals, um, uh, my mentor uh, taught me how to do funerals and, and to say like, Hey, the funeral service is for the people in attendance. It's not, you're not honoring. It's not about honoring the dead. It is about ministering to the people right. in the room. So I learned to speak to the people in the audience to say, hey, we're here together um, so that we can process and grieve together. And, and you know, um, so, yeah. So that's yeah, a couple yeah. things that I, I learned. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, no, uh, I think that's a good topic. offer a struggling task? Yeah, I think I think uh, what we should do is uh, we'll talk about a question for 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 the audience. We're trying to build a a, um, a community struggling struggling pastors. By the way, if you're listening to this on on the you know on your podcast, we do have a website. It's called strugglingpastors.com, and uh, each episode has its own little page, and also it has a comment section. So if you if you go to strugglingpastors.com. Um, there's a comment section um, uh, on the bottom. You just got to scroll down to the bottom. You can just leave your comments uh, there. So, so when we have a question, uh, we, we would love to hear you um, you respond to it. So go to strugglingpastors.com. So uh, today's question is like like hey, how do you you know how do you deal with grief or how do you help people deal with their grief? Is that a good question, Israel? It's a great question. That's exactly yeah. it. Yep. Also, it, it hits. Yeah. Also, um, we have a Facebook page or a Facebook group. It's uh, as of now, it's still private, so um, you got to ask for permission. But just go uh, on Facebook and, and search uh, "struggling pastors," or, or if you go to the website, there should be links. Um, we're trying to figure out our Twitter. I think we got the Twitter. We couldn't we get do. struggling at. We couldn't get at struggling pastors, but we got at struggling pastor. Right? Just no. Yeah. Ads. Yeah. So. So it's it's uh, it's actually struggling P S T R P S T R, and it's because it's just too many letters for Twitter. They don't like that many letters, so that's the end. Okay. So P-S-T-R. struggling P S T R. Okay. And, and for Instagram, it's struggling pastor. With no and S. And someone else. Yeah. No, no S. No S. No okay. S. Yeah. So uh, connect with us, and uh, um, hopefully we could we could kind of build a community um, for other for you know if you're a struggling pastor, we just have a place for you to. Um, uh, meet each other and, and talk and encourage one another. So, hey, Israel, want to thank you for, uh, for our time and uh, we'll see you next time. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you.